No, you know what? Let's let's do one episode okay, so from here. Okay, from here, from here on, from here on, no swears. This no cuss. No cuss words. No cussing. No Is cussing. A swear word. It should I, be. I would say it's a cuss not. word. You get a timeout would... just for asking. Okay. <laughs> okay. Technical words like semen and seminal fluid, or even softer slang like seed, are not considered nasty. But given that the spelling. C- is often used in pornography, it is. So, yes. Okay. Are you reading the IMDb Parents Guide, dude? <laughs> <laughs> in the interest of not swearing, I'm just going to send you guys, just for reference, just so you know what words you're not allowed to say, this online dictionary of swear words, and oh. we'll just just have that open at all times, and uh, we'll, we'll just move on with the show, and we won't use any of these words, none of them. And just for um, audience reference, uh, just so that they know what we're what we're not going to be using. No, Tom, um, you can't. You basically, can't. just so you know, uh, audience members, me these up. are the words you're not going to hear after I say them now. I won't oh, lie, so I choice. wasn't expecting to hit word four and for it to be a racial slur. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry, I'm not even... It gets, it gets worse. I'm going to swap the one that starts C-I and ends with a K, and I'm going to go straight to... Then... But I think... There's a lot of... The rest of... No, they're not. Master. Nothing's pretty fun. This is a tale of a strange and dangerous world, a world known as Carthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship, and friendship. This is a tale about a world at war, and the people who are forced to endure it. When ancient magic starts to stir, three unlikely heroes find themselves embroiled in a quest much larger than themselves. But, more than any of that, this is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons. Hello! Welcome back to How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons. Use the Force, Luke. It's a Star Wars-inspired Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition actual play podcast for the Curio Network of Podcasts. I am, as always, your Force Ghost Alec Guinness Dungeon Master, Ben McAllister. I'm the guy executing Order 66, Jackson Usid. Oh. I'm the one who shoots first, Thomas Owen. Nice. Bring us home, Gracie. I'm the... Uh, giant desert worm, Grace Chapel. Oh, wow, yeah. that was the cleanest and crispest okay. that has yeah. ever gone. We absolutely <laughs> nailed that. Um, just so you know, I just was desperately looking around my desk, casting my eye around for a theme for this week's opening, and my my eyes landed upon my little um, Lego car, Star Wars car, from the opening mm. of the second movie. Uh, driven, yeah, Attack of the Clones, I should say. Dri- driven by a young Anakin and a long-haired Obi-Wan Kenobi, little Lego In figures. In pursuit um, of Zam Wiesel. It's, what? In pursuit of Zam Wiesel. That's when they drive okay. that car. Uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, I'll send you a picture. I can, I can picture it. I can picture it. I, <laughs> I know, I know the, the car. Movie. And then they go to the bar, and they lose Zamwazel, and the guy tries to sell everyone Kenobi death sticks. Well, yeah, but they bloody go to the bar after Anakin bloody loses his bloody lightsaber at the bloody side of the car and bloody jumps out after a fun drongo. Am I right, guys? 
Is that what happens? Classic bloody Anakin. Bloody dog. Is that what happens? Have you seen oh, that no. scene? Wait, bloody... Jackson! I have to check the online swear yeah. dictionary to see if the word bloody is in there. Oh, <laughs> fuck. It's... <laughs> it's... It's not. I think, you know what we should do today is dispense with the bullshit and just dive right into the podcast. How do we feel about that? Let's do it. How do you feel about a bit of a recap? Now, recap is a swear word. A swear word, yes, I know. Sorry. Sorry, I'll edit that one out. When we last left our heroes, they'd made their way to Hastings, Drasilia and Cerulea's hometown. On arrival, they noticed a magical bubble, which they later learned kept the town hidden from intruders, which seemed to be faltering, rendering the town visible. An envoy from a local lord was arguing with Trent Allgood, the self-appointed captain of the Hastings local militia, and Drasilia's ex-boyfriend. Drasilia ended this conflict with a fireball. Later, we met Drasilia's parents, including her mother, the current mayor of Hastings, who asked Drazi to remain in town long enough to fix the clock tower, given that it was her duty. He referred to her partially complete training under the town's previous sorcerer, Thispera. After some initial doubts, Drasilia agreed to attempt to fix the tower. Together with Jody, Duncan, and Petunia, another of Drasilia's former childhood friends, who had taken it upon herself to investigate the tower in Drazi's absence, the group made their way into a small chamber beneath the tower, which contained a familiar-looking object. It was a barber chair-like apparatus, with a polished copper headpiece suspended overhead. Drasilia entered the machine and received a mysterious garbled transmission. That brings us to right now. And that's exactly where we are now. There's the three of you. You've walked down the stairs. You've walked into this little room where there's a a little Cerebro chair. And also in the room is Petunia, who was, if you recall, kind of like Druzzy's semi-rival from another family within the town of Hastings. You know what Did, does stand? Didn't we get a rose Sweet from the Temple of Sea? And now there's a petunia ba, ba, down ba. in this temple? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. You know, flowers. The flowers that be. <laughs> that's like... I don't know why that's so funny. but um, Title pitch. The flowers that be. Okay, great. Title pitch. So let's start. We're diving right back in immediately there. Grace, you have had, or Drasilia, I should say, you have had into your head transmitted the message, is that you... Dandela, or something to the effect of, Dandela, please come in, is that you? You can't say that. Unless you clarify spelling. Oh my god. Do you want to just say that again, Ben? (laughs) Oh, I I don't, I I can just mute your track. Alright, nice. Um, I do it constantly. Yeah, have you ever done that before? Have you ever muted us before, dude? I'd be shocked. Really? Us? Our track? (laughs) Wouldn't want to miss a minute of it. Alright, um... Drazi looks up at her friends and says, I don't think this temple is exactly what we thought it is. And um, probably tells them about the message. Okay, in the meantime, says, transmits no message back. She's just saying, I'm getting a message coming through. She also says, do you remember what I did last time? Because Drazi and Grace cannot remember. Last time the message came through and then crackled out into static immediately. Uh, if if Drazi is not transmitting any message back, I'll say after maybe a second and a half, you get a repeated sounding a little more staticky, like less strong than the first transmission. Dandela, Dandela, please, are you there? Okay, Drazi immediately transmits with her mind, this is not Dandela, um, are you in distress? 
you get a few seconds of silence and then a message back that says, what do you mean it? That's so your signature. That That's so strange. What, what are you doing in the Temple of Silence if you're not Dandela? Are you working with him? Where is Dandela? Um, there's a lot of questions here that I don't know how to answer. Um, uh, Josie says, who is this? If you're not Dandela, what are you doing in the Temple of Silence? Why should I tell you? And all the while this is happening, the, the message is getting cracklier and cracklier. Did Petunia show any recognition when I mentioned Dandela? Okay, did you say fully the words? Yeah. She says, fuck, does anyone remember what Petunia sounded like? <laughs> I'd be like, she sounded, I think she sounded kind of like Ariana Grande. So <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> I'm just going to go with that. Uh, I, I have actually no idea what Ariana Grande sounds like when she's speaking. Petunia says in a voice that sounds kind of like my voice, but marginally breathier, Dandela, I, oh, I swear there was something... Oh, I swear there was something about that. And she pulls out uh, her little notebook that she had and starts flipping through pages. Okay, uh, Josie quickly beams back. I work for the Sinnoh. She... Oh, okay. Wrong. She says... Did you quick save? Because you fucked real, this hey, mission. Hail Mary. <laughs> she says, you work for the Sinnoh. What do you... How could you... What do you mean by... What do you mean by that? Uh, how do you... What? Um, does anyone have any ideas? No, Grace, you, you got the wheel. Take us home. <laughs> you're not telling us what you're saying, so we can't help. Drozzy says, we're trying to protect the pieces. What about you? She crackles back. Well, I suppose if you're lying, it doesn't really change anything in terms of what I can do right now. Look, if what you're saying is true, then Godspeed. I don't know how you know about the pieces, but get the piece out of the Temple of Silence and hold on to it. If you really are working for the Sine, as you say, then you'll know what I'm talking about when I say, I believe, and she takes a big breath and says, he's back. I don't know how, but I believe he's making his way to the Crucible. I'm going to check on the Last Temple. Uh, do the best you can. Uh, Elva out. And she says, Elva out, before the message crackles out. Elva being the indication of her name. Now, I got some shit for this before. Elva Nettleford? No, no it's Elva. It's, <laughs> this, is, this is Elva. This has happened before, actually, T. I'll, I'll say this, because you guys might not remember. You've heard the name Elva before. Um, yeah. At a point when you were talking to Alva, actually. And then you gave me shit about creating characters with such similar names. Which is fair enough, you know, that one's on me. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you've, you've they stuck are, with it. Yeah, they are decidedly different people. Uh, right. Uh, Alva is... Uh, Alva, Farten. Alva is the, the man who... Well, you know who Alva Nettleford is. He's your buddy. Elva, E-L-V-A, is a figure whose name you heard and who apparently just signed out on the message before it crackled out. In what context did we hear the name, though? Because we definitely, like, heard it before, right? Like Elva Elva was a name on, like, a scrap of a clue. Like, it was it was not like you didn't have much context around right. it. It okay. was like, Valeria said uh, at some point in her past study, she'd found, like, a scrap of information saying, I spoke to Elva. Like, a scrap of, like, a note in, like, some, like, Cine location that she'd found before. Well, Jody remembering all that is just flawed once Druzzy <laughs> to relays that back. We can't really <laughs> assume Druzzy will. Cause... Yeah, that's true. 
I'm not sure um, yeah. trustworthy companion we've ever had. I'll give you this, Struzzy, before you decide what you do and don't relate to your friends there. The screen has now finally, like, booted up, that little, like, UI that you're seeing in your brain, and it's kind of like a little computer-like interface again, like the one you saw before with, like, the typing on the screen. In this case, yeah, there are two lines. There is a line with a word next to it that says user, and a line underneath that says password. And then there's a little, like, click for hint box, like dialogue wow. box near the password thing. Nice. And that's that's just what's on the screen. Okay, Drozzy <coughs> relays what she heard, like, probably keeping the kind of um, mystery of it, like, as in she doesn't sort of translate it for Petunia. Right. Huge. No, she just says... What language do we speak? Mystery. Oh, okay. Petunia's like, wait, what? Thispera never said anything about messages. Oh, there's so much... She never told me. Okay, um, Dandela. Here it is, by the way. Uh, yeah, I just have the word Dandela. It says, name, dash, Dandela. That's what I've got here. I'll keep looking. And she keeps flicking through her book. And, yeah, there you are. You're in the room. You've got the thing. All right. Hit clue. Get clue. Yeah, Drozzy gets clue. Also, she's like... <laughs> Drozzy gets clue? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Drozzy gets Drozzy. clue now. Title yeah. page. Title page. Drozzy gets clue. <laughs> Use um, click on get clue. <laughs> yes, text-based adventure. Does he get clue? The the clue says, "My friend who loves his solitude," and that's the clue that you get. Um, <gasps> okay, Drozzy enters Dandela as the in user? the user box. Uh huh. And um, she enters Elva in the password box. E L V A. Yep. The normal way. <laughs> yeah, the way that it's actually spelled. Yeah, you get a like incorrect password, and, and like clip, Clippy pops up and is like, "It seems like you're trying to hack into this Sydney yeah. mainframe." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, maybe try Valeria or Josie tells them, and then <laughs> does she hear something yeah. back? Yeah, just cut in that audio clip from what I said before. Ben. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I'll, um, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll jiggle it around. But can you cut in the sound of me rolling my eyes as well? Yep. Is there any indication? Can you get your you? eyes really close to the mic <laughs> so I can have that sound? <laughs> you done it. Great. Um, solitude was the clue at the Temple of Sea. Yeah, that's right. Man, this one guy really got around. Um, what was his name? So the name, I mean, this is just a memory game at this point. You could just look it up. It's, yep. it's Devar, D-E-V-A-R. Um, oh. The Temple of Sea was alternatively known as Devar's Cave... Uh, nothing allowed inside. The Dave Cave? Yeah, Who the is Dave the Dave Cave? Cave. <laughs> Dave, his thoughts and he, his blessed solitude. Dave, the only thing sleep, inside. repeat. He dates. Sleep, Dave, repeat. Alright, well, <sighs> I think after Truzzy and Chody and Dungan have thought about it for a fucking long, a, a real long time. Oh, Gus. <laughs> one of them probably remembers that it is Davar, and um, Drezzy tries that as the password. Yeah, uh, you, you punch in Davar with the username Dandela, password Davar, and yeah, you get a big message, a green flash on the screen that says access granted, and then, very quickly, four images. Four images in, in sequence. The images are like a stylized... Oh, which, which ones contain stop signs or whatever? Or like... Yeah, it's like a capture. It's like a yeah. little capture. No, you've got a... no it's, um, it's just four like stylized cartoonish images. One is a stylized picture of a bird. The next one is a stylized picture of a bear. The next one is a stylized picture of a rabbit. 
And the last one is a stylized picture of a fish. And they're in that order, bird, bear, rabbit, and fish. And then the screen goes blank, and you're sort of, like, back in the room within your own mind's eye. You aren't seeing this anymore. And the room, the small um, cylindrical room that you guys are standing in, underneath the clock tower, begins to change. Segments of the floor begin kind of jerkily sliding away from the bottom of the stairs and into the wall. Imagine, like, a trapdoor kind of at the bottom of the stairs, like, sliding away from the bottom of the stairs and then receding into the wall. And this occurs for, like, a few sort of small segments of floor following the all around, revealing that the spider staircase that you walk down continues down deeper underground Whoa. this is very that's cool, a beautiful dude. mind image you've yeah great design enjoy um, i would say um that you would notice whilst this is happening that it appears as if like whatever mechanisms or machinery is is operating this uh transformation is under some duress like the the sliding is not smooth it's kind of jerky and janky and uh yeah there you are you're in the room still and petunia goes Whoa, when that happens. Okay, well, first of all, it's probably like a food chain thing, right? So, like, fish eat rabbit, bird eat fish, <laughs> bay eat bird. <laughs> fish does eat that? rabbit is the thing. <laughs> well, if it gets near the water, yeah. Yeah, fish but, okay, eat rabbit. Okay, it's contextual, but like... <sighs> and Devar had the Temple of Sea as well, so when you think about it... Um, I mean, let's just go down the staircase, right? We don't have any new data yet, do we? What, other than the one I just gave you? Other than you, the animals. Yeah, but nothing to do with them. Okay, wow. Let's head down the staircase and see what's there. There's no one trying to figure something out until we have the puzzle. But maybe, I'm just saving us time. I just figured it out. <laughs> Duncan walks down the staircase. Fish, fish eat rabbit. Jackson actually already figured it out. So you walk downstairs, the piece is there, you collect it, and <laughs> this half is done. Well done. Um, you, you, uh, you walk down the staircase. And you soon find yourself in another one of these sort of cylindrical rooms at the bottom of the <laughs> stairs. But in this room, there is a tunnel progressing forwards into a wider space. Can Druzzy or maybe Jody have a look around at the tunnel? Uh, yeah, take some perception checks for me. All of y'all. Yeah, I'm going to take one as well, despite not being invited to. What's your perception? I think Jody's just so amazed by the... Uh the stunning uh, architecture you, you're describing because he only gets a nine with his uh, plus seven. Nice, 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 so. nice, nice, nice. Drazi got a 21. Yes. Oof. And what about DK? Man, home, home court advantage. Yeah. You know, 14. Nice, okay. Uh, well, the 14... I think I was worth an invite. <laughs> the 14 and the 21 uh, allow you guys to see down this tunnel into this wider opening space. And this wider opening space appears to just be like a pretty empty room with a large swinging arm on the far wall and grace with your with your slightly higher check of 21 you would see that this large swinging arm is the hand of a clock face and it is swinging back and forth pendulously in front of a small opening at like crawling height uh, on on the ground, and there doesn't appear to be anything else in the room. And I'll say with that twenty one because it's good. You catch what what low light there is. There's a very low level of lighting in here. You you catch a glint of the razor sharp edge of this uh, swinging clock arm. Nice. Um, also, pendulously, if it is a real word, great word. <laughs> it is a real word. Thank you very much. Love it. That's so good. Should we walk down the corridor? Yeah, let's check it out. I'm not sure I actually used it correctly, but it's like, <laughs> like hanging and swinging, but probably not as rhythmically as this one is. Anyway, so yeah, you walk down the corridor and you all see that thing I just described. You're in a room, there's this swinging clock arm, like razor sharp clock arm, in f- like swinging back and forth, uh, eclipsing this small 
hole. Um, I think Jody's pretty keen. Like, so how fast is the? Is it moving pendulously? You have to go through as a bird first, so Drazi needs to lead us. Oh. Or Petunia, who is also there, by the way. No. So how fast is it moving? Is it, is is it look uh, like a fun, like sort of like? It's kind of like a mini golf like, puzzle. Kind right. of like a mini golf windmill puzzle. Um, yeah. We see now it's mixed messages. Moving. Do you want us to send a bird or some balls through? I, thi- I think, okay. I think Jody just wants to try and like tumble his way through, basically. Okay, I, I will say this uh, about it. The closer you get to it, the more you realize that this mechanism that is swinging this thing back and forth also appears to be somewhat struggling. And that makes it really difficult to predict the timing of. Like, it's kind of ticking back and forth almost like a second, like a, you know, like a tick-tock kind of thing, except for the fact that sometimes it stops and then accelerates, and sometimes it just, like, goes a little bit slower, sometimes a little bit faster, because, like, the mechanism is is in distress. So... So are, you say are it's you, janky? Yeah, it's are you trying? Janky. Are you trying to um, let me, Jackson, the player, know that if I try and do this, is going to really fuck me up? Or are you trying to make Jody, the character, get even more excited to try this insane stuff? <laughs> um, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to up the up the stakes of this swinging trap a little bit. It's right. more more than simply a puzzle of timing, but it is definitely a thing you can do. So is Jody keen to try and uh, dive on through this boy, or what? She definitely was. Um, how about? Jossie stops it with her mind and uses that new spell, telekinesis. Hell yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah? Yeah? You're That's gonna, such a you're gonna, dope play. You're going to burn that telekinesis and just fucking hold the clock arm in place? Read that spell for yeah. me. How powerful is telekinesis? Um, it says here that it's um. extremely powerful. <laughs> <laughs> you can try to move an object that weighs up to 1,000 pounds. If the object isn't being carried, worn or carried, you automatically move it up to 30 feet in any direction but not beyond the range of this spell. Okay, so we're saying lifting force equivalent to 1,000 pounds. Just give me a minute. Do some quick calculations. <laughs> Man, I could never have do I that as a DM. Have I brought <laughs> physics into this for you, Ben? Okay, yeah, have I given yeah, you the yeah, gift yeah. of physics? Yeah, all right. Just give me a sec. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, no, okay, totally. One. So so Druzzy wants to use her... Yeah, exactly. Carry the two. Druzzy wants to use her telekinesis to, to try and stop this swinging arm mechanism. Is that correct? Yeah. Tell us what that looks like. What happens? Like when Josie does this. Like when she when she fucking casts the spell. Does she just do it standing there, or does she like she like everybody step the fuck back? This is Drazilia's time. Yeah, she steps back a bit, and she yep. like she like turns to Petunia, and she's like, "Hold on to your hat," and she casts the spell on this thing. Petunia blushes when when Josie does that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, turns back towards the clock arm and casts telekinesis. And yeah, I guess do you, do you try and like time it for when it's like at the maximum point in its swinging arc? Uh, yes. So it, it is held there. You feel it. You can feel it. And probably you guys can all hear it groaning, like the swinging of this clock arm groaning against uh, Drazilia's telekinetic force that's holding it in place. But it does seem to at least temporarily be stopped. What do you all okay, do? Ju- I Jody, hurry Jody dashes through. Yeah, you guys fucking dive on through. Yeah, cool. Jody <laughs> accelerates past Duncan at like twice the space. <laughs> uh, okay, so so Duncan and Jody just immediately dash through. Petunia's like, "Oh, wait for me!" and uh, walks past and kind of like crawls through the through the little um, tunnel there. What does Druzzy do? Uh, I don't know if she can move. Or she almost just... certainly she can. Yeah, maybe just carefully, so you don't like fuck the spell and lose your concentration. Jazzy starts to slowly walk forward. You have to crawl through, but yeah, does Jazzy basically crawl through it herself whilst maintaining the concentration on this spell? Maybe she tries and holds it. No, I'll need to be there. Yeah, Jazzy crawls through. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Through. I love okay. that. Like um, Harry Potter, given- philosopher's stone, sort of. <laughs> yeah, one, one like, in each go room. ahead. 
Go without yeah. me, yeah. Uh, given that degree of indecision, Gracie, can I get a dexterity saving throw from Gosh. you? Dexterity is my worst one. Uh... To four. Okay. Uh, as Josie kind of decides what she's going to do, she eventually crawls through. As she's crawling through, the, the mechanism finally overpowers her concentration spell and the arm swings down and this razor sharp arm just kind of lightly clips her on her way through and she takes 12 slashing damage. Oh my god. As this razor sharp arm clips her, uh, I don't know, I guess on the foot or something as she's uh, crawling crawling through this tunnel. There you are. You've, you're all proceeding into this tunnel. So you're, you're all kind of crawling. Like you're all on your hands and knees crawling along. Uh, I guess Jody's at the front. Then no, I'm scooching on my butt. Oh, Duncan's scooching on his butt. Okay, so so Jody's at the front, I guess on his hands and knees. Duncan's scooching along backwards on his butt, staring at Petunia, who's crawling forward on her hands and knees. And then behind her is the now slashed across the foot Drazilia. You guys crawl out of this little tunnel, and then before you know it, bing, bang, boom, Bob's your uncle. You've made it. The piece is there. It's in the room, sitting on the floor. You take it, you go home. Um, You guys crawl out of the tunnel, and now you're standing on a stone platform in a rectangular room. And the remarkable thing about this rectangular room is that it's more brightly lit than the previous rooms have been, with these kind of, like, flickering, flickering kinds of lights. Like, you you get the impression that, like, you know, if it hasn't been clear to you so far, this whole place is in a little bit of trouble. Like, the whole whole temple is, is currently under a bit of distress. So there's this light in the room that's kind of, like, you can see it sort of warming up to an extent. And the walls and floor of the room, other than this small stone platform you guys are standing on, are all made out of, who wants to guess, what material? Oh, Tom, (laughs) come on. (laughs) (laughs) On the walls, yeah, exactly. Hey everyone, it's me, your friend, and your good young son, Big B, just checking in on you. Thanks as always for listening to Chapter 41. We sure hope you're enjoying it. Just some quick announcements and programming-y stuff. I'm not sure where or if we mentioned it, but uh, I'm actually currently in the UK and will be for the next couple of months working on this science communication podcast called The Naked Scientists. It's really, really great. It's like super fun and such a great opportunity for me. If you want to hear me talking about some science rather than some fantasy, I highly encourage you to go check it out. I'm on the most recent episode. Uh, Don't worry, the show won't be stopping in my absence, but the release time is going to change slightly, as you may have noticed with this very episode. Since I'm a bit behind the time zone that I was in Perth, I would recommend looking for the episode kind of Saturday morning, afternoon, if you happen to be located in Australia, rather than Friday night. Anyway, thanks for tuning in and sticking with us over this period. Uh, Please consider giving us a rating or review wherever you listen, or maybe share the show with a friend. With uh, that new recap episode we just put up, hopefully there are a few nice, easy jumping on points. Okay, I won't take up any more of your time. You guys all rule. Much love from the UK. Enjoy the rest of the show. Copper! Uh, it's copper, that's right. So the, the walls are all made out of polished copper. There is a door on the far side with a small button next to it. Petunia pulls out her book and says, um, huh, I haven't, um, I haven't seen anything in here about a swinging clock, um, but, um, yeah, I mean, I've just got, like, a big page here where I've just written down the words, you gotta be quiet, which I guess is something Thisper said to me at one point. Is that your self-insert fanfic telling us to shut up? <laughs>
Yeah. Um, so, oh, there's one other important thing in this room that I forgot to mention, by the way, that you May. guys should know about. Um, yeah, it's Duncan. He's very important. The thing in the room is on the far side, above the little door, there is a rectangular glass panel. It's rectangular such that the width dimension, like running along the width of the door, is much longer than the height dimension. So it's, it's just kind of like a short, wide rectangle. Uh, and at the moment, it has green lights in it, just kind of barely illuminating the left-hand side of that glass rectangle. Does it look like a loading meter, but only the start is lit? Um, it kind of looks like a loading meter, but only the start is lit, I guess Can you would say. Can we hear, like, the PlayStation 1 theme music, like, lightly stirring in the background? Um, decidedly not. It's, it's whisper quiet in here. Let's go listen at the door. Quietly. Should we do stealth? Yeah, let's do stealth. I'll just stay put because I'll clang around. So does somebody step out off the platform and walk over to the door? Jody. <laughs> <laughs> Jody does, yes. What's your reflex okay. save like, dude? And you want to take a stealth check? Uh, yeah, I'm also going to cast guidance on myself. Though. Okay, great. Do that. Take your stealth check, cast guidance. Uh, 24. That is pretty good is the thing. Um... Okay, great. So Jody steps off the stone platform onto the copper floor and he gently places his foot down. So the footfall is very quiet, but an astute observer would notice the sort of partially illuminated glass rectangle above the door, the green light nudges a little bit further to the right with each of his steps as he walks across the room here. But uh, not not very much because he's extremely stealthy with that 24. And he's walking, walking, walking. And then he puts his foot down very quietly, but in the process steps on something which he feels depress under his feet. And Jody, can I get a famously good dexterity saving throw for me? Oh god, it's a landmine. <laughs> famously so good dexterity saving throw for me, please. <sighs> yeah, 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 okay. Um, is that a critical? Yeah, it is a critical failure is the thing. <laughs> so, Jody depresses a small thing in the floor that he did not see because nobody looked for it. And uh, very quickly, jets of flame burst out of the wall and hose Jody down for 16 points of fire damage. Uh, I think I take half damage, but... Because you have that monk thing? Yeah, yeah, on, like, Even dex. on failed save? Do you dex have, like, yeah, yeah. That, what's that called, like, un- uncanny dodge or evasion? Something like that. So, basically, if I, f- uh, if I fail a save, I take half damage. If I pass a save, I take no damage. Jesus Christ. These OP monks, my friend. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so now the gouts of flame have diminished, and Jody is still standing there on this button, like, kind of, like, probably looking like a little bit of a crisped rat. And uh, what do you do? You proceed <laughs> along the floor? Yes, but, like... With a perception check first. Yeah, see go, ahead and, go ahead and take a perception check. Um, that's a uh, twenty-five. Nice. Okay, twenty-five is very good. What Jody notices with that twenty-five is all around this copper room on the walls and floors and ceiling are, are these small, very subtle, almost like bubbles of copper. Like I want, I want to say like bubble wrap kind of, but it's made out of this copper material. So when you step on one of them, it like depresses in and that seems to trigger uh, ah. the flames. So given that very good stealth roll, I would say Jody can proceed along across this room. 
Cool. I, th- I think he probably, like, physically gestures towards... Like, like, sort of, like, makes, like, a pointing action towards one of the bubbles. Which I think con- contextually makes sense in terms of him pointing that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys are just standing there in silence. Dirty gets flamed, looks around the room, and then, like, points at the ground. And, like, I guess you guys could all bend over, and upon close inspection, you would notice these little bubbles as well. But with that same good 24 stealth roll, Jody manages to proceed over without upsetting this, um... Just gonna call it what it is, sound meter, too much, given his 24 stealth. And he, he makes it over to the door on the other side... And what does he do? Is there a button? It's the Devil of Silence. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it's in a clock be. tower. So far the puzzles have been the clock themed and silence themed. Mm. What do we think about that, guys? Uh, hey. Good. Huh? Hmm? Pretty good. Are we, co- are we covered, are we covered what, in like why tally is it marks? Clock themed? Because it's in a clock tower. Well, that's not silent. That's like the opposite of silence. Yeah, you know clock tower is famously the opposite of silence. <laughs> You know when people are doing like the antonym game and they're like dirty, clean, quiet, clock tower. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the, the, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, there's a button next to the door, Jacuzzi. You are Big Ben is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, yeah, if there's a button on the other side, like, Jody probably just presses it realistically. Yeah, great. So this, this door is also made out of copper, but you can clearly see the like edges on it. And you push the button, and with a whisper-quiet mechanism, uh, this door slides backwards and sort of like, yeah, turns a little bit, uh, opening another corridor beyond, and Jody can proceed through it. But the rest of everyone is still standing on the far side of the room. So what's the plan there, boys and girls? What's your vibe, T? Um, well, Drozzy needs to go next. Because I'm just going to have to dash through quickly. <laughs> and cop the fire. <laughs> That's Duncan's plan. I love that. The idea that, like, oh, the character's not built for stealth. Do have a whole lot of hit points, though. <laughs> like, I... Don't- the only way to reduce the amount of sound I'll make getting across this room is to do it in, like, a split second. Um, what, is a, what does Petunia do? do Petunia you- is like, okay. And she takes a deep breath and she um, said the word okay. So she definitely gets shot with gouts of flame. Does she die? Does she fucking die? No, she just gets a little bit singed. Uh, Petunia moves across the room and having seen the bubbles she does a pretty good job with that stealth check um i had this mechanism in mind where like the people inside the town of hastings just had a kind of like natural good stealth bonus given the fact that their entire town is always hidden and that's just kind of like very much in their nature she rolled a 15 she's got a big stealth bonus she sneaks across the room without upsetting the decibel meter too much and she's now standing proudly next to jody mastana and gesturing for you guys proudly and a little bit singed given that i'm an idiot and i did that to her i'm sorry petunia hey Jody did the same thing, so, you know. Trussy tiptoes across the room. I'll just take a stealth check. Nice. Uh, it's a 10. What's your stealth? Do you have a stealth yeah, bonus? Yeah, you have a bonus. There is no way you don't have a bonus. Dexterity. I've got flat dexterity. You have flat dexterity? Yes. What the fuck? But you don't have... Oh, wow. Okay. So... I assumed you were stealthy. No. Yeah. Because I got that invisibility. Uh, Doesn't help with sound. I am more dexterous than you. Petunia's made her way across the room, and Gracie decides to try and follow suit. She does uh, clank oh, no. uh, her new boot heel, uh, her newly cut foot, because she's hobbling a little bit, because it's just oh, been sliced no. by the arm. And uh, she clanks it down a little too loudly on the copper with a plunk, and you see the glass rectangle with the green lights on the left side, uh, just for a split second, jump up to about the halfway point where the lights are more, like, yellowy-orange than green. And uh, as that occurs, these, like, um, fucking fire hoses, not those, these fire jets in the side of the room emerge again and spray Drazilia down for, oof, 
13 fire damage. And uh, Drazilia's just a little bit singed. Great, Drazilia makes it across the room. And now that just leaves Duncan standing alone, like a lonely island. No Duncan is an island. Uh, And what does he do about that? He's not a lonely island either. Because when he puts his dick in a box, he doesn't sing about it. Um... Okay. I reckon. How, what percentage of the light is lit? <laughs> half, half right light. now, right? No, yeah. right now it's just sitting down at like the green. If no one's doing anything. Oh, then I want to walk halfway, carefully avoiding the domey things, Buttons. and taking a stealth check and yep. see how I go on the meter, reaching halfway. Okay, take a stealth check for me. Why halfway? So that I don't. Like, if I fuck up, how bad? It's only half as much noise for the meter. Rather than committing to running the whole way. Are you just running, T? No, I was just gonna, um... I'll just make the DC a bit lower. Like, for me, for me, this doesn't make a big difference whether you're going halfway or the whole way. Like, it's just, like, there's a sound meter in the room that picks up the sound you make as you walk across the room. If you walk halfway, because you're only walking a little less far, it'll be a bit easier. So your, your DC will be lower for you to get to halfway, I would think. Like, it's not a total sound, but is that weird? Same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like a decibel meter. Or if but it reaches in- a certain level, it triggers. So it doesn't it doesn't rack up. Yeah, it's not cumulative. It's like the if you pull up the. So there's no point in me separating this into two stealth checks because if I fuck one of them, I'm fucked anyway. Well, he's saying it'd be lower DC. Just do a lower DC to go to the midway point if that's your plan, because like you've got less steps to take, so it's going to be easier to not make noise. Whatever. I've already rolled. So what does eight give me? (laughs) Eight gives you, my friend. Eight gives you 15 fire damage as the um, What? But I didn't walls, step on a thing. Uh, yeah, you just made noise with your eight as you as you stepped out across the room. So the fire uh, is if you step on a thing or if you make noise. Correct. Yeah. So you, as Duncan walks out across off the platform, he steps onto the copper with a dull plunk as he misplaces his foot with loudness. 15 fire damage. Okay, well now I go the rest of the way. Okay, go ahead and give me another stealth check. Five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, take another 12 fire damage for me, DK. So I love. Oh, that's very funny. That's such a good image. Like, everyone's tipping across the room. Some people are getting burned. Some people aren't getting burned. Dukan's like, all right, I'm going to creep to halfway. Plunk. And then he's like, all right, I can do this. Plunk. I still have more hit points than Druzzy wakes up with, though, so I'm feeling okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's proceed. So you guys walk, assumedly, through this door and continue out of the very quiet room. And as soon as you do, Petunia goes, Huh, that was um that was really something, hey. And then the jets of fire just turn on back in the room that you guys are in and just hose the room down. No one's in there, so nobody gets burned. But uh yeah, the microphones are still hot. Uh are you guys walking down this corridor? Like I guess we look. We look at the corridor before we just walk down. <laughs> Hard lessons learned in the previous month. <laughs> 13. You notice that this corridor is well cut in the cine man- manner that you've come to understand and know and love. Uh, and it's sloping gently downwards. Hey, Gracie, we haven't touched upon this. How does Drazilia feel about the fact that there's a cine temple and there has been one in her hometown her entire life and she just had no fucking idea? Um, I think she feels like... She's about to take away the magic force field of the town. (laughs) (laughs) She's not super stressed about it, so... So do you think that realisation has hit her? 
That, uh, um, that, like, the temple, the clock tower is probably peace-powered? Yeah, by the time she had that helmet on and got the same message, she was like, okay. Yeah, right. Man, is Drozzy gonna have to, like, fight Petunia? Oh, maybe. To the death? Maybe. She died down um, there, though. She got, she got singed by I'm just flames. waiting for an excuse to kill her anyway. So, <laughs> Jesus. So dark. I never wanted to I bring her along. I love how T just hates all NPCs. <laughs> They shouldn't come on adventures. They're bad at it. comes up with excuses like, oh, they're fish, so I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> T's really into triggering NPC cucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> Watchdoon Khan absolutely destroy these SJW NPCs. <laughs> Where are the SJW? Doon Khan is the Ben Shapiro of Carthus. <laughs> <laughs> oh... What's next? What happens next? <laughs> Which made you a compilation tape of these. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You guys walk down the gently sloping corridor and eventually it widens out into a dull stone, again, kind of flickeringly well-lit rectangular room. And you walk into the room, I guess you take a look into it, take some perception checks for me, all of you. 13. 24. Pet- Petunia got a nat 20. Whoa. 18. Nice. Okay. Everyone but Druzzy uh, picks out, oh. hiding oh, almost, not really hiding, but just kind of stationed in the corners of this room, the two corners that you can see, are uh, what appear to be metallic clockwork automatons that are currently powered down. They're like humanoid shaped, sort of like clockwork steampunky robot beings. Oh, and with yeah, those dude. good perceptions. You can read my fan fiction, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With those good perception checks, you would notice that the one in the sort of left rear corner of the room is this, like, bipedal, reasonably, like, bulky automaton. It, it appears to be, like, of, of sturdier construction than the one in the back right corner. And it appears to have long, razor-sharp claws sticking out of where its hands would be. And the one in the back right corner is kind of more spindly than uh, this one. It's, like, less solidly constructed. And it appears to have a pair of mechanical clockwork wings on its back and a uh, sort of like sharp looking beak attached to its face um so does one of them look like a bird ben one of them's got mechanical clockwork wings and a mechanical beak <laughs> what does the other one look like does it look like a, a bear? bear uh it's a bit more solidly constructed and it's got razor sharp claws now when you said claws from where its hands would be <laughs> yeah claws normally come out of hands <laughs> yeah, you, you get an animal that has hands claws. with claws on. Like paws or something. Yeah, like the idea of like just like that, wrist to claw see, is obscene. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a robot. <laughs> it's wrist to claw. It's like a gardening tool instead of a hand. It's like an Edward yeah. Scissorhands. Yeah, thing. he still has hands. No, he doesn't. Does he? He's just no. Looks, his hands are made of scissors. He's just got the sharp things. There's no. Isn't hands. each finger a pair of scissors? Yeah, but it's like you know Johnny Johnny Scissorists. Like yeah, but you would say he, he has scissors a... where his hands would be. Not that he has. But doesn't he have five scissors? I don't scissors? know if he would. Yeah, he's got scissors where his fingers would be. Each one of his fingers is But his is name is Edward Scissorhands. No, it's not. There's not, like he... three big yeah. sorty things. Really? Yeah. Look, okay, this is very important. We've got to figure it out now. Man, what a weird fucking movie. He very clearly has hands and scissors coming out of them. Like, to look at pictures of the man. God, he's such yeah. a creepy-looking boy. It's Why a, did they let it exist? It is a good movie. He does have hands. You were oh. right. Okay. 
I take it all back. Yeah. I know nothing about Edward Scissorhands. Yeah. Watches John Khan destroys these NPC cucks. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst you're standing in the doorway trying to decide what to do next, the ancient gears that control these long-serving automatons begin to struggle into action. The bear-like robot flexes its claws slowly and cranes its head in your direction. The bird-like machine slowly extends its wings and narrows its sharp avian eyes on you all. Out of sight, two other sinister mechanical forms prepare themselves for the conflict to come. In unison, their spindly metallic forms snap to face the direction of the intruders to their domain, and they barrel across the room with a freakish, uncanny speed. Roll initiative. How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Thomas Owen, Grace Chapel, Ben McAllister, and Jackson Newsett. Editing by Ben McAllister. You can find details of all the music in the show notes. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where Grace talks with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them, or Still Interested, where we look at film and TV that has been rebooted or remade and try to figure out why they thought it was a good idea. Check it all out at curionetwork.com.